Shaking it up with Sheikh Fayaz. Nightly Ramadan Reflections. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wa bihi nasta'in. Wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa ala ahla baytah al-tayyibin al-tahirin. To be in a state of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is amongst the highest states that we can reach and amongst the highest potentials that we have the ability to ascend to. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala numerous times within the whole Qur'an reminds us of the importance of being in a state of dhikr. Fadhkurullah and remember God. Dhikr in the Arabic language means to remember. And when we talk about God's remembrance, we talk about being in a perpetual state whereby we feel the presence of God not only on our tongue, but within our heart. If you go and take a look at the books of supplication as narrated to us by our scholars, as taught to us by the Prophet and the Imams of Ahlul Bayt, peace and blessings be upon them, oftentimes we see on different days, on different nights, on specific occasions, during specific hardships or trials, we are told to remember God by calling out some of His names, by calling out Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, Al-Malik, Al-Quddus, and oftentimes saying them a hundred times or a thousand times. After our daily prayers, we are taught the Tasbih of Fatima al-Zahra salam, in which we recite 34 times Allahu Akbar, 33 times Alhamdulillah, and 33 times Subhanallah, and the merit for its recitation is incredible. Numerous hadith speak to the reward that we get for being in that remembrance of God immediately after our prayers. But what exactly is meant when we say, remember God, remember Him in the morning, remember Him in the evening, as verses of the Qur'an also speak to? Does it solely mean that we roll off this idea of remembrance from our tongues by calling upon certain names of God or glorifying God by saying Allahu Akbar or saying SubhanAllah? Absolutely not. It cannot only be limited toward the action of the tongue if it's not truly present within the heart. Which is why we go back toward the term adhikr in the first place. Adhikr literally means to remember or the remembrance. The remembrance of God can be when we see a creation of God, when we see the sun, when we see the stars, when we see a child who was born into this world. All of these are signs of God that allow for us to be in a state of God's remembrance, which is why when you see something beautiful, you say SubhanAllah or MashaAllah, again, a praise of God and a remembrance of God in that particular moment. But true remembrance is being in a state of remembrance of God all the time, and it does not allow for it to ever leave you that feeling or that presence or that mindset or that consciousness that we are in. If we are away from our family for an extended period of time, or if we've lost a loved one, for instance, oftentimes their memory comes back to us when we are sitting at the dinner table, or when we see a photo, or when we remember something that we used to do with them, that memory 
that gets jogged at that moment creates this remembrance of that personality. And oftentimes, we go back and we think about all of the good times with that individual. And that remembrance is tied to us. It's linked to us, which is why when you lose someone, at the end of the day, you're always going to go back and remember them on numerous occasions because of your tight connection, your tight relationship with that individual. It's because of our intense love for that person that allows for us to be in that state of remembrance. And the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be more intense than that. And it's something that we're striving and something that we're building to. But beyond everything that we do and everything that we see, we're supposed to see the reality of our Creator. And when you go ahead and you take a look at the word dhikr or remembrance, you see that God, He calls the Qur'an itself a dhikr. وَنَحْنُ نَزَّلْنَا الذِّكْرِ And we revealed the remembrance. The Prophet ﷺ, he is known as dhikr, the rememberer. The Imams of Ahlul Bayt are known as Ahlul Dhikr, the people of remembrance. Because they all take us back toward that which we are seeking to always be in a state of remembrance of, and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Quran, the Prophet, Ahlul Bayt, the signs that are consistently around us and that are surrounding us on a day-to-day basis are all a remembrance of our Creator. And when we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the midst of trials and tribulations, we say, for instance, Inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raji'un. To Allah we belong and to Him is our return. And when we're going through a really sort of positive experience, we say Alhamdulillah or Shukran Lillah. All praise is due to God or all thanks is due to God. Why? Because beyond that which we are experiencing in the moment, we need to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is Mudabbar al-Umur. He is the one who controls all affairs. But many a time, and I speak for myself, we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only with the tongue and it's void of any real presence of the heart or of the mind. Similarly, when it comes to our fast, the end goal and the end objective of the fast in and of itself is to reach a state of God consciousness, whereby we're feeling the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we're consistently in a state of dhikr of Allah, even though we're not necessarily rolling off praises from our tongue. Being in a state of God's remembrance doesn't only mean to be holding a prayer sort of rosary beads in your hand and saying Allahu Akbar or La ilaha illallah or Alhamdulillah or Subhanallah, even though those things have value. Even that itself is meant to be a symbol of what it's supposed to take us to, which is again true remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when we remember God, in times of difficulty, and we say, Inna lillah wa inna ilayhi rajun. Or in times of happiness, when we say, Shukran lillah, all thanks is, do, is due to you, O Allah. What it does is, it begins to allow for us to remember what exactly all of this is about. This creation, this life, my existence, my purpose, so on and so forth. And when we remember that, God states within the whole Qur'an and with the remembrance of God, there is a sense of tranquility and peace in the heart. 
because you don't get so caught up in everything that this world consumes us with. When we asiruka lil yusra, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states in Surah Al-A'la that we've paved the way to make everything in life easy for you. We make things complicated because we feel that this life is only about this life and not about anything more. We make our life complicated when we look in our closet and we look at it for 15 minutes deciding what we're going to wear every morning. We make life complicated when we discuss with our family members what we're going to eat for dinner tonight or which restaurant that we're going to go to. These conversations take 30, 40, 50 minutes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants ease for us in this regard. He wants ease for us in the relationships that we have. We should let things roll and let things pass by. It's not a big deal at the end of the day. When we're in a state of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, none of the ups in life or the downs in life, they consume us so much. Because remember that at the end of the day, everything is going according to God's plan. And that my job and my objective is to consistently be in a state of God's remembrance, be in a state of God's consciousness, really have the true presence and mindset of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's existence and controlling over the affairs of every single one of us for me to enter into a state of real peace and tranquility. And over the next couple of episodes, we want to try to reflect a little bit in regards to the different levels and stages of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But I'll speak about that a little bit more tomorrow. At the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want us to remember Him via only our bodies, but rather that we feel His presence and our hearts are solely filled with His love. That when we say, Alhamdulillah, when we look up at something really beautiful, or when we're going through a good time in life, we say it with a sense of conviction that all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who brought down or sent down this blessing to me. When you hear someone passing and you say, Inna lillah wa inna it takes you toward the ultimate destination and allows for your soul to transcend from that moment that you're in into the grave that you're going to enter yourself into, into that soul that's going to ascend hopefully and enter into paradise next to Muhammad and Wa'ali Muhammad. Being in a state of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes time and it takes training. And it starts with us really understanding what it means to be present when it comes toward our acts and our rituals and especially those words that we say that comes out of our tongue. What does it mean when we say Allahu Akbar, for instance? What does it mean when we say Alhamdulillah? What does it mean when I say Subhanallah? When I get up from ruku in my prayers, I say, What does that mean? Literally, it means that God hears the one who praises Him. So at that moment when you stand up from ruku and you say, You've just praised God and you're testifying that God hears your words. Once we know what it is that we're saying, imagine how that changes and transcends our prayers toward reaching the heights of that of the awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Salat ma'raj al-mu'min, according to the hadith from the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, when he states that prayers is the ascension of the believer whereby they have the opportunity to reach to the highest heights. 
when one is in a state of the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and really understanding the depth of dhikr, this remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we see that we enter into a conversation and enter into, again, the state whereby we are beginning to understand what it means to loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You see so many ahadith and traditions from Ahlul Bayt that talk about the importance of being in the state of prostration, especially during these days and nights in the holy month of Ramadan. We have a tradition from the Prophet in which he talks about lengthening our prostration during the month of Ramadan as it being a mechanism whereby our sins will start to roll down from our back. And literally, the example is given that our backs are heavy with our own sins and when we prostrate onto the ground, they'll roll off and to lengthen our prostrations during this month of Ramadan. Other ahadith, they tell us that on the Day of Judgment, there will be those individuals who love to prostrate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the extent that after thousands of years of them prostrating on the Day of Judgment, God will tell them, stand up now and enter into paradise. And they will look up to the throne of Allah, symbolically speaking to the Creator and saying, Oh Allah, we're comfortable over here. He says, no, please get up and go to paradise. What allows for someone to be in that state of obedience and that state of love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they never want to get out of being in the state of prostration? It's recognizing who you're communicating with and why you're communicating with them and knowing that everything is in the control of God and that we're a slave and that through this remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we can understand at the very least, a little bit of what it means to be exposed to the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which is why you go ahead and you see again that verse, That by the remembrance of God do these hearts find contentment. Inshallah, in the next episode, we'll talk about the different stages of what it means to being in the state of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu وتعالى. We ask God for tawfiq Walhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Wa sallallahumma ala muhammadin wa ala al-tahirin Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter and Instagram at Fayaz Jafar and look out for him on Facebook